The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and I'm coming to you live from fabulous Washington State. And uh, many of you that have been following my Facebook feeds know that I'm out here, and I'm going to be out here probably uh, till the 1st of November. So if you know of anybody that needs some inspection work uh, on the West Coast, uh, definitely let me know. Now, before we get started, on today's topic, I want a couple of quick announcements. Uh, I think I may have mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but we are currently putting together a bunch of the seminars that I usually do live. We're going to put them on an online basis. Uh, some of them will be on demand and some of them will actually be live via something like Zoom or whatever. So if anybody is interested in those classes, uh, definitely send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at Gmail. Dot com, uh, the stone and tile inspection class I'm going to be offering in November, and that will be a live uh, live class via the via the internet, and later on uh, it'll be available for for on demand. Anyway, before we get to today's topic, which is going to be on lighting placement, I want to kind of tell you what happened to me today. It has nothing to do with stone and tile, but it was kind of an interesting telephone call. Uh, I got a call from someone that sounded pretty official, and he said that. Uh, I had a warrant out for my arrest because I missed jury duty. And this guy went into this big speech and spiel about, you know, how I'm going to be arrested if I don't take care of this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and quite honestly, you know, I normally don't fall for these scams, but this sounded pretty, this guy was pretty good. He, he had a, a really good spiel. But anyway, he goes on and on and on. And I guess what the clincher was is when he said, what I need to do, and this is the thing that kind of confused me because, Usually with these spam calls, people will ask you for a credit card or some type of a payment, you know, one of those gift cards or whatever. But he didn't do that, sort of. What he wanted me to do was meet an officer, so he claims there would be an officer waiting for me at the courthouse. And I would have to meet with this officer, go into the clerk's office, and I could only pay with gift cards. And I could only pay, it was $1,000 for this apparent bond. And uh, they only wanted them, I guess the gift cards will only allow you to put like $250 on them, something like that. So I was a little confused because generally, like I said, with these spam calls, they, they want a credit card, they want payment over the phone. But this guy actually wanted me to meet a uniformed officer in front of the courthouse. So I got a little freaked out, not too bad, a little freaked out. And I, I called the, uh, the sheriff's office where, where I live in Florida. And uh, he said, yeah, it sounds like a scam. So if any of you guys have any of those type of calls, uh, be wary, be wary. All right, let's get started. Let me give the phone number out if anybody wants to call. I am live, 
323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. If you're listening live, if you're listening on the podcast, you can call all you want. I won't be answering because it'll be pre-recorded. But if you're listening now on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time, uh, feel free to call in. I'd like to know if you guys ever ran into this problem. And I recently had a call and I've run into this problem a couple of different times. And that is, let's say, you, and this mainly occurs on porcelain tile, but it can occur on, on other materials. And I've got some other examples of where we can get lighting can can be an issue. But let's say you just finished your install. Uh, everything looks great. And you get a call from the customer the next day. And they say, I've got these lines around my grout, grout lines. And you go out there. And of course, when I hear that, the first thing I'm thinking of is grout bleed. And those of you that have experienced that, especially with epoxy grout, know what grout bleed is. That's where the, the grout actually bleeds into the, into the tile and you end up with this shadow around the perimeter of the tile. Well, in this case, that wasn't the case. Uh, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't any grout bleed. But what it was is what is called optical hazing. And what happens, and, and there's a reason for this. Let me explain what optical hazing is first, and I can tell you why it occurs on, in certain installations and that there are several reasons for it. Let's assume you take a, a porcelain tile, and this generally occurs on the cheaper porcelain tiles, especially a lot of the material coming out of China now. Uh, they're just not fired long enough. Anyway, what happens is you end up with this, what looks like a, a shadow on the edges of the tile from a certain angle. So let's say you can you know, walk up on the tile, look straight down, you don't see it. But when you step back and you look, say, maybe 15, 20 feet away, you see this actual shadow that occurs around the perimeter of the tile. And that is called optical hazing. That's nothing in the tile, although it could be, could be grout bleed, but in this case, it wasn't. And there are several reasons for that. But in order to explain those reasons, I want to back up a little bit and I want to explain to you how light works. And many of you have heard this lecture over and over again from me uh, in my polishing seminar. But basically, if you look at a highly polished surface, whether that's glass, whether that's porcelain tile, or whether that's you know any kind any kind of stone whatsoever, uh, the reason you see the shine is purely by optics. Now, let me give you an analogy where you can understand. Let's say you're sitting on the lake one morning and you're fishing, and it's a pretty windy day. And, you know, the, the boats are rocking or whatever, and you look out into the water. Do you see a reflection in the water? No, you don't. It's too choppy. It's wavy. You're not going to see any reflection in there. Now, go back out the next day, and now the lake is completely flat. It's like glass. You know, there's not a, there's not a wave. There's not a ripple in the water. What happens? Now you can see everything. You can see the birds flying overhead. You can see the trees. And if you stick your head over the side of the boat, you can probably see your face. That's what happens with a polished surface, uh, especially on stone surfaces. What you're doing is you're making it smoother and smoother and smoother. And optically, what happens on the wavy piece of material is the light comes in and it just bounces off in all different directions. So you get that cloudy appearance. On a highly polished surface, the light comes in and bounces off in a parallel fashion. So that's why you see that deep shine. Okay, so now take that analogy and now put it to a porcelain floor depending on how the light hits that floor and generally with these porcelain optical hazing situations they're coming in at an angle which is why you look at it from far away what happens is that light hits the tile and it bounces off in all different directions now you may say well fred you just explained that that shouldn't happen on a polished surface right 
I did, but here's what you're not seeing, is you're not seeing the microscopic finish on that particular tile. If you took a microscope and a field microscope will work and you look at that area, actually you can look at the entire tile, you'll see little tiny pores, little tiny pits. And when you see that, what's happening is that light coming in at an angle is hitting those pits, reflecting off in all different directions, and you get that haze that occurs. So that's one reason. And that one reason being, I'll repeat, is that the material has some microscopic uh, pores or holes, if you will, in the in the surface, giving you that 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 the optic uh, illusion. The second thing that can happen is a condition we all know well. It's called lippage. That's where one tile is higher than the other. If again, if one tile is higher than the other and the light hits it at an angle, it could reflect off there in a kind of a bouncy fashion, and you end up with a with a condition called optical hazing again. So that can happen. The grout color. Is another another reason for it. Uh, like usually, if you have a darker tile with lighter grout, or vice versa, a lighter tile with darker grout, you can you can get that that same. So, how do you prevent this? You know, how how do you prevent the optical hazing? And and more importantly, how do you know it's going to uh, go going to occur? So, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we'll talk about how you can go ahead and prevent that. Want to be kept in the loop about news, upcoming courses, events, and more, all targeted to the surface care professional? Subscribe to the Surface Care Pro Advisory. No fluff, no spam, just pertinent info from time to time sent straight to your email. Sign up for free at backstage.surfaces.com. Surfaces is spelled S-U-R-P-H-A-C-E-S. So again, backstage.surfaces.com. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. All righty, folks. So let me give the phone number out one more time. If you're listening live, 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Okay, let's talk a little bit about um, how we can prevent this optical hazing problem. And quite honestly, sometimes you can't prevent it or it's a shock. It's a surprise after you're all done. But there are a couple of things you can do uh, to try to avoid this situation. First of all, look at the quality of the tile you're installing. Uh, you want to make sure that you're going to use a really, really good porcelain tile. Now, how do you know it's it, it's good porcelain tile? Well, you want to look at the what, what we call the spec sheet for that particular tile. And a true porcelain tile, you want to look at what they call a water absorption, should be 0.5% or less. That's 0.5% or less, 0.5% or less. Some of these cheaper porcelain tiles have go as high as 3%. And what that simply means is you're going to have bigger pores. The bigger the pores you have, as I explained uh, before, you're going to have light reflection reflecting off them in a weird fashion, which can give you that optical hazing uh, condition. And that can't only occur along the edges. It can actually occur throughout the tile or in the middle of the tile, et cetera. So that's one way. Uh, the second way to possibly avoid that is to try to work when you're installing this material under lighting that's going to exist 
when the the building or the, the house is open. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we work in these, you know, with shop lights and halogen lights, and it's entirely different lighting. So if you can work with the lighting that's going to exist there or kind of simulate that lighting if you can. Uh, you know, a good example would be is if you're working in front of a large area with a lot of windows where the sun is going to be coming in and those windows are now covered or blocked because of construction, then put your lights in that direction and actually shine them in that direction. So that's another way you can do. You can look at the color. Uh, of your of your grout, uh, as I said, you know if the color contrasting the actual color of the porcelain is, is entirely different, like light versus dark, dark versus light, that can also cause cause shadowing. Um, you get what we call shadowing on walls as well, and this usually occurs with mosaic tile, small mosaic tiles, and that's because the light is placed right above, shining directly down on the on the installation so you want to make sure that that light if you if you have a say obviously to move that light outward so it's shining a, not not right up against it but kind of kind of away from it and that can sometimes do it now now the problem comes in a lot of times is you know how do you explain this to the customer and from a guideline or a standard issue you know what is standard and fortunately the NTCA has a section in their in their manual which explains this and you want to make sure that whether you're dealing with an architect, whether you're dealing with a building owner, whether you're dealing with a, with a, like a residential customer, to make sure they're, they're aware of that. So uh, usually the larger format tiles will not have this issue, although I've seen them with it, but that tends to happen a lot with the smaller, smaller tiles. You want to make sure your, your installation is flat and level. There's very little lippage. Now, usually the lippage standard for stone is about 32nd of an inch. On some tiles, it's a little higher. But, you know, the less lippage you have, the less likely you have with light coming at it from an angle and uh, be, being a problem. So that's some of your preventative preventative means. And, you know, as I said, the NTCA has has an excellent, excellent section in there uh, describing this and a little bit a little bit more. Uh, also, the uh, there, there are several articles on the Internet. Just simply, you know, do a Google search and and you'll you'll find these articles to present to your customer. Now, what I want to talk about, I want to talk about another type of optical uh, illusion, if you will. And this happened to me many years ago on a countertop. And let me just kind of tell you the story. What had happened is the customer had a blue pearl countertop. And those of you that don't know what blue pearl granite is. It's a, a, a bluish colored granite. It has a very large crystals. And the customer accused the fabricator of fabricating this countertop from two different slabs. And the fabricator swore up and down, no, this is from the same slab. You know, it's, it was a small kitchen, but the customer was just irate. No, we have two different colors of granite here. So I was called in to inspect it. And when I did, uh, I walk in and you'll there was a, an L-shaped countertop and the L kind of went around the L. Then there was a grout, you know, a, a seam there and another piece. And when you looked at it, it looked like a different color. I mean, not even close, an entire different color. It kind of had a greenish hue to it. And the other side had a kind of a bluish hue to it. And, you know, at, at first glance, you're saying, yeah, that, those are two different two different slabs. But what I ended up doing is taking a taking a light and placing it in one direction and guess what happened that green u that was on that countertop actually turned the same color as the other piece now why that happens on certain stones has nothing to do with optical hazing that we discussed on porcelain tile but it has to do with the orientation 
of the crystals in the stone. So if you looked real close at, at a piece of blue pearl, obviously this doesn't happen on all granite, but it does happen on blue pearl. You can see the crystals almost go into a grainy pattern. They all go in one direction. So when the fabricator cut this particular slab, of course he oriented that second piece in a different direction. And now those crystals were going perpendicular to the, in the others, and it gave you in a different color. So how we solved that problem is we, we simply just uh, had the customer change, change its lighting. So, you know, this can be a real, real sticky situation when it comes to, um, when it comes to the final finish and, and evaluating and obviously getting your, getting your check. So uh, that's something you definitely want to take into consideration. You know, a dry layout sometimes will work, but not always work. Uh, simply because you have grout issues and, uh, as I mentioned before, grout colors, et cetera. So uh, you may want to take a close look at that as at that as well. So uh, with that said, I'm going to have some a short show today, uh, unless you want to call in at 323-870-3968. Uh, I'll take a break right after this, and I'll be right back. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Toughskin guarantees it will not. Toughskin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Toughskin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. All righty, folks. Now, you know, it's funny. We all deal with difficult customers from time to time. And, you know, I can remember years ago I was doing a, a particular marble job and uh, the customer actually got down on his hands and knees with a drop light and was examining the tile. And it, this, this, this story kind of reminded me of, of um, that particular situation because I got a call last week from a from someone that wanted to know, is there a standard or is there a guideline when it comes to inspecting tile? In other words, at what distance should you be able to expect inspect tile? And that, that goes for countertops, walls, whether it's stone or whether it's tile. And, you know, there there is. The NTCA uh, and the CTI actually have a, a, a distance, which is, let me find it here, I actually looked this up, which basically states, let me read it to you, View the installation 36 inches from walls and 60 inches or normal standing height from floors. So customer getting down on his hands and knees or breaking out a magnifying glass or breaking out the flashlight is not considered an accepted accepted way. You know, I don't care how good you guys are, you know, there's no perfect installation and they'll find something if they do that. So uh, you may want to may want to look at that as well. Let me read you this other sentence. Uh, from uh, CTI, and that is when visually inspecting finished ceramic stone and glass-like tile installations, do so without magnification under the permanent intended lighting, artificial and or natural, and without the use of additional lighting, such as a flashlight, spotlight, or temporary light. So, you know, there there you have it. And, uh, you know, some of these customers can, can be very difficult, I know. So, 
the best way I've been able to solve these issues or try to prevent these issues is to educate your customer from the get-go. You know, tell them, you know, what you're going to do, how you're going to install it, what the final finish will look like. Because in many times, and this is especially true with stone, uh, you know, those tiny little samples are not going to look like the entire entire job. So, folks, I hope that was helpful uh, this week. So uh, I'm going to be back online here again in, in another week. As I mentioned, I'm back on the West Coast. So we will see everybody next week. Are you tired of lugging dozens of stain removal chemicals around to remove stains from stone, tile, or concrete? Did you know you only need three chemicals to remove almost any stain? From organic stains to inorganic stains, Dr. Fred's Ultimate Stain Removal Kit is all you need. The kit contains three reagents and includes a detailed ebook on how to remove almost any stain. So if you're trying to remove difficult ink or rust or simply coffee and other food stains, this kit is all you need. To order, contact Dr. Fred at 321-514-6845. One kit is $69.95 plus shipping. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.